Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. (laughs) You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. I mean, we, I am back. I'm back where I started. And now you're a part of this. I am along for the ride. Along for the ride. We're having fun, right? I'm having the time I'm, of my life. I'm, I'm, I'm on the West Coast living my dreams. Yes. All right. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest, Lauren Everts Boswick from the Skinny Confidential. She's amazing. She and Michael are the reason why I actually have a podcast because I went on their podcast and I was just blown away by Lauren and Michael and their chemistry and just how Lauren is so brutally fucking honest, amazing. She is a girl's girl, a product junkie. She loves all things beauty. And I am so excited to have Lauren Everts Bosick today from the Skinny Confidential. You guys got to listen to her on her, him and her podcast with Michael. I can't believe the last time I saw you was over a year and a half ago, you were about to pop out Jaja, and now you have fucking moved to Austin on me. That is so wild that that was that long ago. Congratulations on both of your podcasts. I cannot wait to listen. I love the intro. I'm honored to be here. Your episode was so popular on our podcast, so you have to come back on. <laughs> I will. I will. You guys, she recently wrote a book that comes out June 15th. It's called Get the Fuck Out of the Sun. And we're going to talk about it. I am obsessed. I can't wait. You can pre-order it. I tried to get one special. I could not. I cannot wait to talk to you about that because. It's not, I don't even have one. I don't, I don't have one. I wish I had one. I thought she was lying. Um, okay. So last time we saw each other, why Austin? Well, when I was pregnant and with COVID, COVID happened after the baby was born. But when I was pregnant, I started to crave more peace of mind. And the place that we live now in LA is very chaotic. And I just started to crave a little bit slower pace. I think with our job already, it is so, so much content all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted a place where I had a little bit of balance to that. I have to be in LA all the time anyways. So I sort of get the both worlds, you know, I get LA and then now I have Austin, which is more, I call it Zen. So it's, it's just very simple here, like a lot of walking, a lot of nature, a lot of grounding. And then we get to go out to L.A. and have all the fun. 
Yes, you do. So literally the last time, now she has Zsa I love that you have Zsa I'm Hungarian, so that's like, you know, the the. Zsa- I love that you guys are saying Zsa It's Zaza. Zaza. Oh. I always say Zsa Why do I always say it? I said it the because, last time. No, because I told you she's named after Zsa Gabor, okay. but I wanted it to be a little bit easier to say for Zsa-Zsa. people, so I changed Zsa-Zsa. it to Zaza. But you can call her Zsa I mean, I'm probably going to call her that at one she point. She will always be Zsa to me. Zaza, how is it? I mean, now what she's almost a year and a half, right? She's a year and a half. And what I appreciated so much about you, Molly, is you were the first (laughs) person that came on our podcast and you were so brutally honest about the weight gain. And Mm -hmm. I was feeling so insecure because I gained so much weight and you were the only one that was like, listen, you know, I gained 80 pounds. This is all the things that happened. I got my thyroid checked because of you. I found out I had low thyroid. You just gave me all the tips. Well, we're actually having Dr. Geller on next, um, which you guys have to have on your show. He's an incredible endocrinologist who helped me, you know, but you were so honest as well as I'm like, you were also honest in saying like, I did gain the weight and not saying like, oh, I've only, I've only gained 10 pounds. And, you know, I love, and I think that's why you and your husband's podcast is so successful because you are authentic. You talk about body insecurity. You're very honest. And quite honestly, Lauren, it's really refreshing. And I mean that in a really, really good way. There's nothing that Emisha and I cannot stand more than fucking people being dishonest. Again, you don't have to tell us everything, but like, don't say like, oh, I go to McDonald's and I eat chocolate chip cookie dough. And like, I don't ever diet. Like I hate, I mean, don't you? Yeah. I, I, it's not, I'm not a fan of that at all. Yeah. It just, it's one thing that really, really bothers me. And I think, you know, I think we all, the three of us, the threesome here have a lot in common in that way is that we all struggle. I mean, Emisha just had three little girls, two, four, and six, and she has been struggling with her weight and how she feels about herself. And for me with you know, coming from modeling and to acting and hosting and always feeling judged. And then boom, I gained, you know, 83 pounds. It definitely took a toll on me. So for me to be able to share that information with you and Michael at that point, but just between us, it was, it was refreshing and it was honest. And I thank God someone listened to me and believed me that there was nothing wrong with me except I just needed, I had a thyroid problem. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to be this weight for the rest of my life. And as you know, Lauren, isn't it weird how much weight, even if it's baby weight, can change how you look, how you feel? Every day, it basically can set your mood for the entire day, week, month, year. It's so crazy and it's not talked about enough. And the problem is it's such a mind fuck when you have a new baby and you're dealing with all the hormones and emotions and anxiety and postpartum depression and the baby's crying. And, and then you also have the weight of the weight gain. It's really something that I think needs to be talked about more. And I went to so many different people, women and said, you know, what did you do? And some people were like, I gained 20 pounds. I gained 10 pounds. I gained you know, oh, you lose one, one person said, oh, I was back in my jeans when I left the hospital. I do wish that people that were experiencing all the, all the weight gain symptoms, like I did would talk about it more. I think it would normalize it more 
I still have 10 pounds to lose and it's been a year and a half. And it is something, I know that you work at it all the time because we both work with the flexible diet coach, Eric. And it is something that you literally have to work on every single day and it's hard and it sucks. And I think we need to be in a society that calls it how it is. It sucks. It's hard, but like, how can we create a community and talk about it more? I think it's also, I mean, for me, I, I remember being told, oh, I just lost it by breastfeeding. And oh, I was oh, like, oh, oh, if I hear that, that was, time. I just lost it by chasing the kids around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I gained the most amount of weight with my first. I didn't gain a tremendous amount, but I was, you know, I gained 36 pounds, which on five foot four, that's a lot of weight, right? So, and when I had my first, my mom passed away three weeks after my first was born. And so I went through the highest highs and the lowest lows all within, you know, a three-week period. And I don't think I, I don't want to say I emotionally ate, but I think I just, I didn't, I was just in a really weird headspace. And with my second and third pregnancies, I didn't gain that much weight, but I hadn't lost the previous weight. And in my head, I just knew I couldn't hit more than I had hit before. And so my youngest is two right now, and I've been working really hard. And I, I made this sort of mental goal for myself. I was like, I'm 42 years old. I more than anything, being a mom to three young girls, it's important that there be body positivity in my household. And I think that's something that's really important that we talk about kind of how you say community of women and how you support and be honest with one another. I think that that's a really critical way to talk about it is having it be body positivity. And so it's, it's for me, the way I look at myself in the mirror and how I feel about myself, that's a mental exercise as much as it is a physical exercise. And I think that's a really important thing for me to focus on every single day right now because, you know, I am watching what I eat. I am watching how many calories I take in. I'm trying to do it without my daughters sort of paying attention to what I'm doing because, you know, I don't well, want you them. You feel better about yourself. Like but I she do. She came two days ago and she was like, look, are you proud of me? And of course, I'm always fucking proud of her because you're my best friend of 17 years. But it is like, it is amazing how... I know you and I'm like, you're fucking glowing. I'm so proud because again, it's that accountability, but we always talk about like weight and feeling bad and how your skin looks and all those things, even though people can call me super fucking visual, they do affect everything. Like again, it goes back to, so what's crazy is that now she's a year and a half Zaza, you've almost got the weight off. And then like us, you're like, when he's starting number two, that's what's crazy. <laughs> that's the hardest part. I is know that I could handle being 10 pounds heavier right now. I could handle it. I'll, I'll get it off. It'll get there. I'll be easy on myself. But what's really daunting is that if you want to do it again and again, and then some people again, like it's, <laughs> it's a lot. We need to talk to Chris Jenner. I think about this. <laughs> totally. How did Chris Jenner do six? Like what, I know. what was going on? Was she just did having she start anxiety at like 18? <laughs> Literally. I'm like, did she start at 18? She must've started really young. I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, you know, I, my first was 35. I'm old. My first was like 90. I no, mean, you weren't. <laughs> no, it was 90. Uh, honestly, I, I mean like, go, you know, when I went to like a first mommy and me, I'm like, I felt like a fucking grandmother. I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm like literally not joking, but it is important to talk about like all of those issues. And listen, being a mom, it's funny. We were doing like a video call. Like they were like, what's, 
what's the worst and the best. I'm like, fucking sleep deprivation. How many times I say, mom, 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 mom. It literally is sometimes terrifying and torture. And dad can be sleeping right there next to you. Right there next to you. There's this book, and I think it describes parenthood so, like, eloquently. It's called All Joy, No Fun. (laughs) (laughs) But then there is that moment when they're all in bed with you, sleeping on top of you. (laughs) Asleep. Asleep. (laughs) And it's honestly fucking joyous. It really is. You have done a lot, all right? I've just got to say, get the fuck out of the sun. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the hot mess ice roller. The first time I met Lauren, she's like, I use a vibrator on my skin. Will you explain? Your skin is amazing. Now, can you start with your, like, a little bit of your routine? And I really want you to talk about your hot mess ice roller and your ice queen face oil, which— is amazing. I have to send you guys some. I'll get your address before we go. But basically I had horrific jaw surgery where I was swollen for three years. And I mean, to the point where it was horrific swelling. And what I found during that experience is there's all this stuff on the market that helps your skin and makeup to cover it, but there's nothing that solves the issue of bloat. Oh, wow. And it's so funny. I was talking to my facialist in Austin the other day and she goes, Lauren, do you know how many movie stars I watch on the big screen? And I'm just like, oh, I could have fixed that. Because what everyone does is you get in the makeup chair, they put some skincare on in the makeup, but they don't address the puff. Yeah. And we all get puffy. You get puffy. I get puffy after one glass of wine. I get puffy right. if I went to to Utah a couple of weeks ago. I'm puffy. New York, my eyes look like look like I, I can't even see I'm so puffy. Wait a second. RA bloat pills. Have you tried them? Yeah, I'm obsessed with those. those I'm kind of obsessed. And a new company, I'm obsessed with bloat pills. I'm not. I, I'm the pineapple ones. Oh, we attack a French pharmacy when we were in Europe. Like when the last time I was there, I'm like, I bought like ananas is pineapple and Italian, pomplamoose in French. And I know this is, sounds weird that I know these names, but I'm obsessed with like a water pill. And if you ever in Europe, ananas. Ananas. Pineapple. Yeah. Unfucking believable. And the hot mess. I'm ice writing roller. it down. And the hot mess ice roller. Uh, okay. How so does the t- hot mess ice roller work? Yeah. To give it, give it to us, tell it, sell it. We need it. Honestly, it's, I went on Amazon. This is probably 10 years ago and searched jaw surgery ice. And <laughs> up comes this ice roller. And this is before like anyone was, was using it as beauty. And I, so I bought it for the jaw surgery. And it was so frustrating because it was such a fucking waste of my time because you would put it in the freezer take it out, use it. It was great. But then two minutes later, it's it warm. Oh, is it the ball? The ball thing? The f- no, the, no. It's the, I, I have the one, I have the one that's like white. Actually now Gray uses it and tortures Brooks with it, but that's another story. I also noticed when I would go to get Botox and filler and the plastic surgeon would give you, uh, gives you an ice pack and the <laughs> ice pack doesn't stay cold for more than two minutes. So basically, we solved the problem with it. This thing, honestly, was on my bedside stand, and it was cold the next morning. It's freezing cold. Like, if you're an intense person, this this thing is cold when you open the bag. If you're intense like me, you put it in the freezer. It is so cold. Oh, my God. I it want took one. four years to design. It finally launched last week. I'm so happy it's here. 
Oh my god! I'm I can't obsessed. wait. To I, try lo- it. I love anything like a cold Me spoon. Too. I love an eye mask. I love a. I love a. Okay, so let's talk about your oil, Ice Queen face oil. Give it to me because you are the queen right now. The Ice Queen oil is all about goes with the hot mess roller. It's all about inflammation. Like I am here to fix puffy face inflammation. Mm. Move the lymph, get it out, bring it down the neck, pee it out, detox. And I just think that lymphatic drainage, it's not a sexy word, but it needs to be talked about more. It needs I mean, to be. People are running puffy and, and we're, we're buying all this fucking skincare and it's, it's not addressing the puffy bloat problem. Do you know and Sheila? She does wild. like the, the lymphatic massages. She's Cindy Crawford girl. Sheila, she is on, you see her before and afters. And it's what Lauren is saying. It's like, no one really addresses it. When you see these like befores and afters, it's like, bloat to like literally to like I I know this sounds weird but like it's like 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 you can see your stomach you can see your cheekbones like Georgia Louise I don't know who's your facialist in Austin now I need her it's called the road and her name is Brooke and she's amazing and then in LA if you want to get lymphatic drainage in the face go to Pellicure yeah we love Pellicure and also um Emmanuel Blanc does amazing amazing lymphatic drainage. But it sounds like you have someone who I need to go to. I just like, I just was so sick of being puffy and inflamed all the time. And here's the thing, you can contour with makeup, but like, why not just contour to start before you even put the makeup on? I mean, you can't see this, but it's called the Sheila Perez method. Cindy Crawford turned me on and it is Oh, wow. I have to look. Oh, see, she gets it. And guess what? She's from Brazil. That doesn't surprise. It says from Brazil. Yeah. I think this, uh, Americans are just starting to catch on with how important it is to drain the lymphatic system. In terms of baby weight, what do you think? Because it's different when people have to lose five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds. I mean, for me, I had to lose 83 pounds at one point. But what do you think the, the thing that works for you the most? The flexible diet coach, Eric, has been amazing because he holds me accountable. But, you know, sometimes you cheat. You go out to dinner and you cheat. I think taking the alcohol consumption down a little bit. Like the thing is, is when you have the baby, you're like, oh, I can drink again. And so like you, I feel like you have to watch that. I also think getting your hormones checked. I got my hormones checked. I found out I was low on testosterone, progesterone, and then getting your thyroid checked. Because if you have those things that I had that I know you had too, Molly, you want to solve that first. And then honestly, and this is so annoying to say, but it is time. It's just time and being patient. And it's like Chinese torture. And it's weird because we were talking about weight loss yesterday. And I'm like, okay, the first weight is really easy. It's that last like torturous 5, 10, 15 pounds. But again, it just, honestly, my, my sometimes my last weight just like plummets off. And I don't even know why. Like one day it's like, oh, I'm 5, 10 pounds overweight. And then I'm like, all of a sudden, it's just, it's gone. It, it goes. And then I'm struggling back again. But there you go. I can't imagine also having the pressure of Hollywood. I mean, it, that's, it's a lot. Like, I, I can't even imagine that. It's the last five to 10 pounds that is such a bitch. It's so gnarly. And that when you're, when you're losing weight, you just have to find those little habits every single day, little systems to get you there. I'm going to wait to the first time that... 
one of the first, actually my mom, we were telling this, mm-hmm. my mom was with me and we were eating and like, I was eating like, you know, lettuce and a glass of wine. And she was like eating a burger with fries and they didn't have fries at one restaurant. So we, my mom was like, why does she, why do we have to switch restaurants? So I'm like, I don't know. She wants the fries. And I'm sitting here thinking like, how the fuck do you eat the, like, how do you, like, how do you. I didn't gain weight back then. I yeah. was pre-kids and my, you know, twenties, I could eat a burger and fries and not gain a pound and. And literally, I'm, like, looking at her, and I'm, like, how is this, like, how is this possible? And then it all caught And then it all caught up eventually. But we literally started out in that way. But it is hard. It is hard to lose weight. It is hard for, I do think, accountability. I love me some Eric Young. If you guys don't know him, it's the flexible dieting coach. He does macros. He's very specific on how much— What is a macro? Can you explain that? Because I I think a lot of people don't know what a macro is. So if you guys work with Eric, I think a lot of listeners would love to know what a macro is. Do you want to explain it, Lauren? I don't know what a macro is, like, from a scientific perspective. I just know that I was not eating enough, and he added food in, and then he pulled me back. And I think that what ends up happening is that as women, we restrict ourselves— but then it's impossible to lose weight because we can't restrict ourselves even more. So he adds food in and then he takes it away. And, and I don't mean takes it away like you don't have any food. Like it's just like I, I have had pasta every single day of working with him. It's this lentil tolerant one ingredient pasta. I've had it every single day. So he, he definitely allows you to be flexible, which is why his name with the foods you eat. Mm-hmm. He allows you to eat pizza or chocolate. So like when yeah. he really sits down and gets to know you and talks to you, he's like, what do you love? What do you crave? Like, I think his whole thing is that being flexible allows you to maintain it. Yeah. It's yes. not it's realistic. It's realistic and it's not something that it's fad where it's like one type of diet where like if you, you know, stop keto per se, you're going to gain it all back because yeah. it's so specific. Flexible. So macro, a macro... Um, is short for macronutrient. What's a macronutrient? It's three category nutrients eat the most and provide you with the most energy, protein, carbohydrates, and fat. So when you're counting your macros, you're counting the grams of proteins, carbs, or fat that you're consuming. So it's that balance. So if you have too much protein, then you have to count less on your carbs. If you have too much carbs, you have to count less on your protein or your fat. So it's a really, it's, it's balancing those macronutrients. Whereas it's what I always say, like, I love, (laughs) I love this gluten-free bread, but I might as well. And I'm all, you know, we're going to do an episode is like, why are we so afraid of the fucking bread basket, but we'll drink four bottles of wine. But like, I get scared of a bread basket, but like, then I'll like eat like a whole loaf of like gluten-free bread, but that that doesn't help you. Base culture keto bread. I know base culture. I love have you. I've, it. I've, have you tried base culture keto bread? No, is that it is. Good? It's so it's. I discovered it when I did keto for the month of January, and it really is incredible. It's four grams of carbs per slice. So if you're counting your carbs, which you know if you're trying to be carb conscious, you need to be under twenty net grams a day it's only four grams of carbs. So you're like, you can have a slice with like avocado on it and be like super full for breakfast and it's delicious. I told you I ordered it. I love tiny hacks like this. I feel like, I know Molly loves hacks like this and it sounds like you do too. I love little, little tiny things that you can just modify that make a big difference in the long run. And no one, I'm not in the public eye. No one gives a shit what I look like in Summit, New Jersey, (laughs) but I give a shit what I look like in Summit, New Jersey. So no, but you know, it's true. Those little things that you can just, you know, again, just put into your daily thing. It's like 
sprinting, like Eric taught me how to sprint. And even though it's for 20 minutes, one uh, minute on, one minute off, as fast as you can go for one minute, then you're one minute off, or you can do a minute and a half and do two minutes. But again, it's 20 minutes. And people always talk about, oh, I don't have an hour. I don't have 60 minutes. I don't have 50 minutes. I don't. But you don't need always 60 fucking minutes to exercise. No one does. Like my days at Tracy Anderson, like that when I was single and I didn't do fucking anything. Like, yeah. And start till 12. But that's just not realistic. Do you exercise right now? Yeah, I exercise and I totally agree with you that I'll just do 15 minutes or 20 minutes sometimes of Melissa Wood Health or work out with my trainer, Kim Kelly, or I'll do Pilates. I like very low resistant workouts because I find when my cortisol spiked, I gain weight. Yep. So a Barry's boot camp for me is like my life is so chaotic that my workout, I don't want to be listening to techno music. Yeah. It's just like, I will, I am like this, the frequency is just not for me. So the workouts that I do are very low intensity, but with the sprints that Eric recommends, those are amazing too. Like, I feel like that just kind of gets it out of the way in 20 minutes. I know this sounds crazy, but ever since having a baby, I've gotten so into sound healing. So sound bowls and chimes and like listening to that at night and like learning when how to manipulate my cortisol. It's so weird. I'll play the sound bowl in the morning for my daughter and the dog and her just stop what they're doing and turn towards me. Like frequency is so important, I think, to weight loss. I know that's crazy, but if you're constantly stressed out, you're going to gain belly fat. I, this, this is like a theory that I think. So everything I do when it comes to a workout is like bossa nova jazz music. It's like, it's like Japanese Zen garden. I, I don't, it, the second someone starts screaming at me on a mic, I, I'm like, get me out of here. I think it's so interesting. I did Peloton for, and I love my Peloton and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to go back to it, but since I've been trying to lose this weight, I was on my Peloton and I committed myself. I did nine weeks straight, five days a week, 45 minutes every single morning. I did not lose a pound. Did not lose a pound. You know what? You know what else I hear that about? I'm going to call this out. And I wasn't Spin eating cheeseburgers. I was not eating a shitty diet. Spinning. Spinning. Well, that's what oh, I was doing. I was we, spinning. We, we that's what I, I was on my Peloton that's spinning. spinning. I, I was spinning. Know. It also makes your every legs day. bigger. Like we know people. And again, if you have the body type, I also have a body type that I gain muscle like that. And I agree. I'm I'm like Lauren. I'm a complete and utter multitasker like you are. And spinning, yes, of course. I mean, Kelly Ripa, she's fucking amazing. But, but like, she weighs 12 pounds. I, I, it doesn't work with me. I literally end up bulking. I don't gain weight per se, but I'm like, I've just like, I tortured myself for like an hour. I literally did you not. You and I like Pevolve too. You guys like Pevolve. I love Pevolve. Low I need intensity to do that. workouts. I do love Stacey Griffin, who does the um, Soul Cycle. Soul Cycle in in New York and the Hamptons. She's phenomenal. But again, she's almost like soul healing. Her music, like, it's not so crazy intense. But I'm gonna try the soul. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try that. The sound. Get sound bowls. I'm telling you, they're these big frosted white sound bowls. Get three in your room and I, sound healing. I'm learning all about it. I bought a book on it. Sound healing and changing the frequencies. It heals trauma. It releases all the cortisol and all the stress. And I know I, I like, I'm telling you the way that baby and the dog just stop what they're doing. It is crazy. 
We're going to be talking to Dr. Jordan Geller about cortisol and hormones. He's my endocrinologist, but I've been I've had a few stressful few months, and I started taking cortisol just a little bit to help me because it was so bad and so high, and it's called cortisol calm. I don't even know what the um, what the, the the make is, but it actually has helped me. It's it's calmed me down. It's when I would start to especially get into like obsessed, I can obsess about things that it definitely brought a little bit of those levels down. But I do think cortisol does affect weight. And I also go back to what you said about Eric and the flexible dieting coach. You know, sometimes you don't eat enough to be able to lose weight. So sometimes it sounds counter to, you know, counterproductive to like go up and eat more. But then once you eat more, you actually your body reset. So then you can cut and start dropping. It's so true. My best friend, Ingrid, she lives in France and she's all about cortisol. She reprogrammed her doorbell to play classical (laughs) music because every single time the doorbell rang, it ups your cortisol. And once you start paying attention, my husband, when he slams doors, and, and stomping around and he's, I'm like, I want to bring it down. Life is stressful enough. If you can do anything, even like bright lights at night, like we have like those red lights at night in our bedroom, like anything to bring the cortisol down, I think is so beneficial. Also infrared sauna. We do infrared a lot. The sauna, the pods, any type of sweat detoxing that also can help get all the like yucky toxins out. There's also a new thing that's kind of getting heat about the magnesium wraps. Um, magnesium is also my GP, Dr. Susan Baker, who is such a badass here in LA. She put me on magnesium. I think it was like 200. I'm not a doctor, so I'm just telling you what I take. It's really, I have to say, it's really calmed me and it's really helped me. I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's, it's helped my overall being. Don't Mag- I- magnesium makes me sleep better at night. Yeah. People like calm. Calm is, I have the calm gummies and I have the calm powder. Mm-hmm. How's motherhood? I mean, I just want to go back to you talk to your, about your daughter. How has motherhood sort of changed you? What would you say are kind of the biggest things that have surprised you about motherhood? Before I became a mother, I was like, I'm having 10 nannies. I want a <laughs> chef. I want someone to take like the baby to school. I want everything dialed out and streamlined. And then I had the baby and I was like, oh, wait, I, I don't want I, I mean, I definitely want help. I want help, <laughs> but I, don't, I didn't want as much as I thought I wanted. And the biggest mind fuck with that is that now when she is with a nanny, I feel guilty. I know. But the crazy thing is, is when I'm around the baby and I'm on my phone working, I feel guilty too. Yeah. So it's like, I just constantly feel guilty. Yeah. It's called mom guilt. Whether you have a C-section or it comes out of your vajayjay, it's called mom guilt. And it's the moment and it's the weirdest, like before we, we had a break and she quickly called back to New York and she was like, I miss you. I love you. And I'm like, don't feel guilty. And she's like, I know I don't, but I sort of do. And like, I, and then my husband texted me and said, all three are crying right now. <laughs> And they all wanted fucking balloons and they wanted the balloon saloon in New York City. Uh-huh. And my 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 middle daughter, Grace, was like, why can't I go to the balloon saloon right now? And I was like, baby girl, you can't. And my nanny actually very sweetly just texted me and said, I went and got them balloons and they're Aww. all happy right now. It's a guilt that you can't explain, you know, especially if you haven't had children. It's 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 something that is almost foreign. It's it's so real. And I asked a therapist that I used to see, I was like, what is guilt real? And she was like, 
it's it's actually not it's not it's not real it's 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 what we put upon ourselves and uh, it's it's the fucking worst Jamie O'Banion who owns Beauty Bio the micro needling tool mm-hmm. she came on our podcast and i said to her i said if we were at happy hour like forget there's a mic what would you tell me about feeling guilty about mom guilt and she said lauren never once have i laid my head down on the pillow and thought I was a great businesswoman today and I was a great mother today. She said, it's always one or the other. And it is true. Like you lay your head down. You're like, oh, like I shouldn't have been on my phone for that hour, but I had to work. And then maybe like you don't work and you hang out with the baby. And then you're like, I should have like, it's, it's just constant guilt. It's constant. Here's here's what I will say. I will say that I, and, and working moms feel guilty. I think you know, and I, I think there's so many wonderful moms I know that don't work and do an incredible job and, and hats off to them. But what I will say as a working mom that I take great pride in is as a mom of three girls, I can see that my daughters already have such an incredible understanding and respect for the fact that I work. And my two-year-old looks at my desk and she points and goes, mommy work. And I think the fact that they see that and understand and have like this comprehension that like women can work and have these, you know, great careers. And I'm really proud of the other. I, I have a full-time job outside of this and um, I help start a baby food company that yeah, is Yeah, she has an it. awesome baby food and company called Cerebelli. We'll send it to Zaza. We'll send some to Zaza. It's called Cerebelli and it's, it's amazing. fucking awesome. And she started it. From the ground up, and she will leave me blood, eventually. My from blood, my podcast, my blood, sweat, and tears. But it is, but it's something that I'm really proud of, and I wasn't going to ever sort of sacrifice doing that because I know that it's I'm leading by example for them, and I think that's something as a mother of daughters, it's really important for them to see that because I think they respect that, and it it, it instills in them something really special as they grow up, and. I, I, I don't know. I'm proud of that. And I think it's a great thing for them to see. I think that's a great tip. It's just so hard to feel like you're never doing enough. And then like my husband will be like, you have a black hair on your upper lip. And I'm like, oh. literally, fuck off. Fuck off. My husband loves to point out my chin oh, hair yeah. in the light. So, it's so like, fun. if it's Lick not it. something, it's something else. It's never like, oh, it's so fun. We, we joke because <laughs> my husband wants, and I'm not going to tell the story, but my husband once said, "What your your face looks dirty," and I'm like, "It's called hyper fucking pigmentation, boo. Is what it's called. It's called melasma. I gave you three kids, dirty, dirty. I have a whole thing where I would use like little 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 concealers, Mac, and I even know the number twenty four, I think, and I would carry them. You know, my little pots that I would put in every yeah, the Ben bag. Nye. I remember yeah. Ben Nye I had the concealer. Ben Nye. And I would, my melasma and hyperpigmentation was so bad that I would like piece together. Okay, let's talk beauty. You're now a mom. We got to have it. You just wrote, get the fuck out of the sun. You've interviewed every dermatologist, every facialist, everyone. You? you? Me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's good. Read the chapter. Tell us everything. Like I need new products. I need new tips. The Lauren Everts bottle. Literally you are my fucking favorite beauty person. This is a beauty and wellness. We're drinking, we're drinking Palomas and, and bone broth and bone broth at the same time. We're, we're like, I we're love double it. First fisting. of all, what's the bone broth? Mm. I need to know the brand. You know that. Okay. Bel Campo organic oh, yeah. bone broth, turmeric with a little, um, ginger. It stains anything, but it gets out with oxyclean and 
hot sauce, which if you know me, I don't normally like hot sauce. She like I live drinks it. My husband's from Buffalo. I love hot sauce. But bone broth is really good for, as you know, for inflammation, for just it's it's warm, it's good, it, it fills me up. There's a great woman. I, I don't know why I'm. Uh, she did, did a whole thing, a great book on on bone broth, which I'll, I'll let you know. And it's it's so healing and calming. And again, I'm all about inflammation, as you are, to really give you know the, get the gut healthy because it all starts in the gut. But um, I love me some bone broth. We do, and I love me some. And then uh, we gotta know what the Paloma is. What's a little um, it's a little lime, a little soda, a little Casamigos Blanco, and a tad bit of grapefruit juice. Not too much, Eric. You're not listening. I have no grapefruit juice in mine because I'm trying not to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I love it. Tad. That sounds all right. Delicious. So I love the sun. So tell me what scare me away from the sun. Yeah, tell I us everything. All your new beauty hacks. Tell me everything. When it says get the fuck out of the sun, it means don't lay in the sun like Magda from something about Mary with I'm Magda. Like a tin thing and baby oil. Okay. I'm Obviously Magda. I'm not telling you like don't go outside. I'm, Magda. I'm just saying like to keep things youthful as possible. The sun laying in it is not your friend. And I have hundreds of people in the book that have confirmed this doctors, experts, celebrities, influencers. And the book was really cool because I got to pick all of these people's brain in a way that was unsponsored. You know, they just really told me their ride or die products and secrets and tips. And then if there's like 200 extra pages of like, you're at happy hour with me and all my secrets. One of the coolest things I learned is onion tea. Onion tea? Onion yes. tea? Onion tea, onion tea, just onion and water is so good for you. And this, um, I learned this from a Japanese woman. She says it's like, it's like the cure. It's so good. It's antiviral. It's good for your skin. So onion tea. And I mean, if you told me to drink shit and it's like has beauty benefits, I will. So I would do it too. I don't my really ma- care. I my love ma- onion though. So I'm, I'm not so mad I. at that. I, I love know. an onion. I like onion too. No By the way, castor it. oil. So, I mean, so not not popular, but don't forget castor oil as well. But do you just boil onion in water and then drink it? You know what you could do, actually? You could boil the onion and put it in your bone broth. If you're, if you're oh, that's just a great, scared, that's a that's properties good of onion are amazing. Onion tea. You need onion an onion tea. tea by Lauren Everett. Skinny confidential. Grounding, getting outside, putting your feet in the grass. I, I know this is crazy. Hugging a tree. Like these things are so popular in other cultures and, and the ions of the earth, it, it's calming. It's lowering your cortisol. I just think doing these little things that are available and easy and free, yeah. like putting your feet in the sand is so beneficial. If you're hungover and you go to the beach and walk yeah. with your feet in the sand, it will cure your hangover. This is not the same Lauren Everett I spoke to a year and a half ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more Zen. I'm more Zen. I'm, I'm really focusing on Zen properties. So you wake up in the morning. What do you do? Because I asked you this the same question a year and a half ago. I wake up at seven. My daughter wakes me up. I am obsessed with sleep. I mean, I'm not (laughs) someone that's like, I'm going to hit it at all hours. So I wake up at seven. I'm a big fan of light movement hydration. So opening the shades right away, like tons of water, you know, with your thyroid medicine. I don't know if you still take it, but you can't eat for a half an hour, which Mm -hmm. is great because then you can just hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, and then I move, I, I take a walk with the baby. I get outside. I put my feet in the grass. I have coffee, tea, all different kinds of potions and, and, um, vitamins and supplements, B12, 
I like the things that you can spray because it's so quick. I take Chinese herbs. You guys are in LA. There's this, this Chinese doctor there named Dr. Song, and she has just changed so many people's lives. Like she is just amazing. So she has me on a little bit of a program. And then I, I love a big cup of coffee. I love peak tea, ginger digestive. And the secret is to my morning routine is I do not touch my phone for an hour. I am I refuse, and this is a lot of practice after probably after 10, 10 years of, of doing this. <laughs> I refuse to be reactive to everyone else's to-do list. I'm just not going to do it. So I'm not going to wake up and check my texts and start like returning everything. So I don't touch my phone unless it's to turn on a podcast or read a book. I don't want to fill my brain with, with a, everyone's to-do list. So I turn on something in the morning that's not gossipy. I want to start the day with something that's you know, Ed Milet or Lewis Howes or something that's going to add value. And I think that that's really, really changed my life is not, is not touching my phone and not, and not checking everyone's to-do list off. Another thing about Austin that I have to tell you, I love is when I wake up at seven o'clock, it's five o'clock in California. (laughs) So it's silence. So by, if I want to have my morning routine until nine o'clock here, I mean, I've, I've gotten all my stuff done that I need to do before the West coast wakes up, which is great. And do you also do, I I feel like I've heard a lot of people say they just have stopped touching their phone for like an hour before they go to bed at night. And I keep, I will, I'm so guilty of it. Like I will lay in bed and I'll go to, I'll get in bed and I'll go, I'm going to sleep. And then 40 minutes later, I'm like on net-a-porte or matches and just like looking at shit. And I'm like, how did I just like... me for just what I want to do, though. You know I know, but I mean? it like, just eats up. I should, I'm like, I could have just gotten 40 minutes of sleep and now I just... I didn't buy anything, but This is it's weird. Time. It makes me sleepy. I know it's like... I know it sounds weird, but like I don't have any like just me... You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds weird. I, I'm no, not Molly, to that makes sense. It's just like a time for you to do whatever the fuck I know. you want without having a to-do list. I, I, I actually understand that. What's the biggest thing that you learned writing your book and, and talking to all the different doctors in terms of like lasers and, and peels and, and in terms of skincare. It seems to me that the number one thing that people think works that's non-invasive is microneedling. Microneedling is, I mean, I, I agree with it. Like if you can get micro PRP, like Dr. Diamond, I mean, just did it, just did it. I mean, that works. It does work opening the wound and like letting it heal. It does work. But everyone, so many people said that laying in the sun, it's just so aging. And so that was one that kept coming up. And I mean, writing a book is like, it's torture. I don't know why I do it to myself. (laughs) I just got, um, I just went to him. Now it's my third time. And I ended up getting the, is it the hydrofacial, the three, the three in one or the instafacial? It's, it's his, it's his famous know. facial and it's microneedling with PRP. It's a, a clear and brilliant kind of laser on the low end. Cause I'm, I'm so dark and a collagen mask. And Sounds I have amazing. to tell you, I'd only done microneedling uh, once before and I cannot tell you the difference it made in my skin. I did this whole thing on mollysins.com about at-home microneedling or if you can go and get the procedure done. But I am with Lauren. I do think just that little bit of kind of damage when you open it up, get the PRP if you can get the additive because that really does. I mean, that that makes a difference. 
And two things about microneedling. If you're going to do it at home, you got to get the right tool and it needs to be clean. I know a lot of people that have got staph infection from getting the oh, wrong wow. one. Like you have to do your research if you're going to do it at home. And two, if you want to grow hair, you will grow hair by microneedling. I take my Beauty Bio microneedle every night and put it all around my scalp. And I do the 60 seconds every night. I make Michael do it any like a spot that's not growing hair. And I know Molly, you're a huge fan of castor oil. If you microneedle and do castor oil, you will be so good to go. I am doing a great hack. That is a great, that is is a great, that's a great hack. And now that you have shared your uh, incredible (laughs) secrets with us, we have to wrap up with our Mm -hmm. rapid fire. Yes. Rapid fire. Favorite product makeup. Favorite product makeup. It Cosmetics CC Cream. Oh, we Me love too. that. Neutral medium. It's, uh, it's so unbelievable. Good. What's your favorite emoji? My favorite emoji is the nails. Oh, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> it's like I love so bougie. So bougie. What annoys you? Uh, what annoys me? When my husband slams doors, uh, when people are rude to waiters or bussers, I, I, very off-putting, like very off-putting. And what really annoys me is when I'm in a creative state and I get interrupted. (laughs) What are you reading right now? What am I reading? I am reading um, That Good Life. I love to read. I read every single night. It's on my calendar. It's a non-negotiable for me. When I was little, my mom used to beg me to go outside to play. I love reading. I'm with you. The book That Good Life is all about palliative care and hospice which sounds really morbid, but it's actually a really beautiful book on how our culture just is so weird about death Mm -hmm. when it can actually be a really calm process to, to transfer to the other side. And it's, she gives examples. She's a palliative care doctor and it's a really good book. What is the last thing you liked on social media? The last thing I liked on social media was how to get a thick smoothie. (laughs) And what the trick is, is you don't use ice, which is really surprising. You use cold water and you have to use a banana because I'm always like, how did these bloggers get these thick, beautiful, colorful smoothies? And it's like a whole, it's like a whole thing. So I was taking notes and screenshotting how to get a thick smoothie. (laughs) A banana, a banana. But then you've got the calories. I I like... I like things thick, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh, What's your favorite word? My favorite word, um, cortisol. (laughs) Cortisol. (laughs) I use a lot. What's the one food you absolutely dislike? I hate dill. Dill's got to go. Do you hate a pickle? I don't like dill. What about a pickle, though? I I don't want grass in my food. But does that mean you don't like pickles? I love pickles, okay. but I don't like the little specks of dill. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't love a dill either. I do love a pickle though. I can take down a pickle jar. Bubby's pickles. I'm, I'm into Bubby's. Oh, Bubby's pickles are the best. What's I that? also love a Clausen. It's like super I love a like grocery store ghetto, but like I love a Clausen. What about a Cornishin? Don't sleep on a Cornishin. If you could have plastic surgery right now, and you were just dreaming of it in your in your beautiful sleep, Zaza's next to you, Michael's not snoring. What would it be? Plastic surgery. If I you could do one, probably, I would do my arms with no I scar. I would probably get, get any area that's, that's feeling jiggly sucked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. What's your favorite beverage? 
Um, my favorite beverage is a skinny margarita with muddled jalapenos and a half rim of tahine. <laughs> I love, we have a shared love for tahine. Underwear or no underwear? It depends on the day, but I wear like the most disgusting granny <laughs> panty, huge ass underwear. It's just, I can't, I can't, you can't do everything, you know? And my underwear is just like comfortable. I, I can't, I can't be wearing some thong that's up my butt hole. And my vagina all day, it, like running around chasing a baby it, on Zoom. It's hot here. Like I just need a big underwear. I know. I loved mine. I ordered these underpants from uh, Amazon like for a year and a half after I had my last baby. And they, I, I remember my nanny actually found one in my closet and she picked it up and it literally looked like a blanket. <laughs> it was so, it looked like one oh, of my daughter's sleep sacks. It. <laughs> it was just like, were you talking about the period underwear? Were we no, uh, this? a period underwear disgusts me. I, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. I, it's just a, it's just no go yeah, for we're me. Not, I don't know. Like we're gold or silver. Gold. I could have thrown in rose gold as well, but I gold, rose gold, silver. But I didn't. I didn't. If you could be a superhero and have a power, what would it be? It would probably be to uh, predict the future. Mm. I have to say, I just I noticed at the front you said you love the smell of matches, and it made me think that I love the smell of gasoline. I know that's You're so, so weird. <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. It kills we, brain cells. Well, then <laughs> I, I, when, I was, when I when I was a child, we would roll into a gas station, and I'd be like. <laughs> Sniffing away, my parents would be like rolling up the window. <laughs> but I love this. So smell. funny. You have to see if your girls like that. It, that would be so interesting if they had the same smell. Well, in, I mean, you. yeah, I don't know. If Lauren Everts were her 10 year old self, what advice would you give yourself? 20 year old, I would say get off the bar. <laughs> uh, 10 year old, I would say don't go to college. I think my time at college for me, it was a waste of time. I wish I started creating content that whole time in college. I did not know I was an entrepreneur and I've been entrepreneurial my whole life, but there wasn't a word for it when I was little. So I was told like, you have to go to college. You you have to do this job nine to five. And it was very off-putting to me. And looking back, it's because I'm, I want to be to the tune of my own drum and be an entrepreneur. So I would tell myself that I'm an entrepreneur and, and to ride with it, run with it. And Girl you're amazing. Love you're, it. you're awesome. I just want to personally thank you. And Michael, you know, I wouldn't literally, I, I don't think I would have done it. Like I can't, I'm like, I think I want to do a podcast. I'm like, I think I could do like, I literally, and I know that sounds weird to say it at the end of a podcast, but you know, it, it definitely inspired me and you are such an entrepreneur and you're, you know, I can't wait to meet Zaza and kiss her and hug her and call her Jaja. You're amazing. Um, Thank you for letting me ride along on this too. It's so it's just been fun. so fun. Yeah. I, I you mean, guys are great. I am so excited for your podcast. Like you have so many good hacks and tips and so do you. And I just think it's the perfect medium for you guys. We love connecting people. I mean, kind of like the same as you. We literally love like our mothers, even though they passed away, like they loved unsolicited fucking advice that you would get. Like, you know, like, I don't know. We love helping people, making people look better. We're like such a, we have such a tribe of girlfriends and experts and, you know, being in the business, it's, it's been amazing. And meeting you, I I have to say, like, it was definitely a highlight of last year. You guys pre-order it, get the fuck out of the sun, comes out June 15th. 
Skinny Confidential, Michael Bostic, Hyun's Dear Media. With Lauren, check out all their podcasts. Seriously, if you want lifestyle, this is the place to be. I'm going to check all my cortisol levels immediately after this. Check your cortisol. Go buy your frosted white sound bowls. I'm going to. Play it in the morning. And And I want that roller. I'm getting the roller. We're getting the the roller. I'm going to beat the shit out of myself with the ice roller and just like oil myself up. And then I'm going to just like sip onion tea. And then I'm just going (laughs) to. Yeah. It's going to sound a sound yeah. bowl. Yeah. Um, you're awesome. You thank guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's It's been so fun. I love this journey. And I love, honestly, Lauren, I love our incredible community. I really do. I just want a little note. One of our best friends lives in Austin. She was my college roommate, even though I was a dropout. Um, we love Austin as well. You guys. You dropped out of college, too. You were Woo-hoo! an entrepreneur. I, I didn't know it, but I, I eventually was. I Listen, I agree with you. There's no one path. There, There's not two paths. There are many paths. And a college, you know, diploma, even though it, we all strive for it, we're all, you know, somewhat identified by it. it, it it's not everything. It's, it's a little bit of a, of a, Guys, of we'll a, talk about me forging my uh, report card in college and uh, being on academic probation for my immigrant parents. It was I think hot. that sounds very creative. Like, oh, yeah. honestly, I, I it was think very that entrepreneurial like of me. You know how to problem solve. I really <laughs> did until I got caught. Always question society's standards and question the status quo. It's I gave so myself important. 96s, 97s, and 98s in all of my classes. <laughs> Lauren and I share with Emisha and myself. Uh, Always, if there's something going on with you, if there's something in your gut, if you're not feeling right, always, I don't care, get someone to believe you. And if that's going to five people and doctor shopping or just asking the same questions over and over and over, you know, that's a, that's a big thing that, you know, I think in our community that we're believers in is that really getting someone to believe you. You know, for me, it was getting someone to believe me that something was wrong with me and it led to a thyroid problem. But I think for, you know, Lauren, you, do you know what I mean by that? It's, we it's, know our bodies yeah. the best. We know Always our bodies. be your own guru. Do your own research. If you think something's wrong, I totally agree. Go to my Chinese medicine doctor. I'm going she, to. She's legit. Dr. Song, here I come. Woohoo! You're Amazing. the best. You're Thank the best. you so You're much. You're the best. That was amazing. That was amazing. It was so fun. We're going to be doing like onion shots, cortisol shots. We're just, I mean, like that was. I mean, she's incredible. She's incredible. I mean, we're going to get the fuck out of the sun. I mean, I don't know that I'm completely ready to give up the sun. I'm not going to get completely. But I'm super ready for some cortisol. Yeah, I'm super ready. I'm super ready for, we talked lymphatic drainage. I mean, that was just awesome. I just want to roll my face in her oil. Me too. Okay, I'm ready. And just like shrink it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, you guys. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emma Shagormley. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey with us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and at Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive deeper into our favorite products and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a joint production between Dear Media and Pod People. A very, very special thanks to Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, Alana Goldwasser, Brittany High, Michelle Harrison, and everyone at Dear Media. Make sure to follow Lipstick on the Rim and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts so you never ever, ever miss out on the fun.